if you ask me, the miracle is in how each snowflake is perfectly formed. The real winter miracle is what can happen afterwards. It's called a snow day. It's a day kids live for. Schools close, roads disappear, grown men weep. My sister Natalie says anything can happen on a snow day. This is the story of one of those days. A day that changed the lives of me and my family forever. Get your sperm whale bracelets out, gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Clayton. And this is Patreon episode number eight. Yeah. Uh, all right, so eight? <laughs> I've lost track, Andrew. I believe it's eight. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, we're talking um, Snow Day, the Nickelodeon movie. Man. So this is, we, we did Two Heads Are Better Than None, Keenan and Kel, but I don't really consider that a proper Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, not a theatrical. Like this No, was... right, right. So this is, this is our first theatrical movie we're talking about on this podcast, which is wild. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, though I'm not, uh, I'm not upset at this choice, though. I mean, oh, I don't no, want to give my, my cards away, but. Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with any of the choices you know you got good burger and harriet the spy and the arnold yeah. and doug and rugrats but but this is yeah. a particularly obviously for for some for some key reasons this is a really interesting one to start with yeah. and uh clayton you brought this to our attention as something you really wanted to talk about by the way welcome back you last joined us on a year in review which was a bunch of fun um but yeah why, thanks but why why snow day uh so i come from a family of Pete and Pete fanatics and um, since uh, Pete and Pete ended and Snow Day was written by the same people and originally drafted as a Pete and Pete movie in its original treatment this was like the closest thing my family was ever going to get to a new Pete and Pete episode so (laughs) we saw it in the theater and then watched it ad nauseum when it came out on DVD to the point where um, at least one of my sister's friends who came over frequently said can we please watch something else (laughs) (laughs) We we ran this one into the ground, but um, I hadn't seen it in about, I don't know, 16 years or something. Yeah. And um, I bought the, t- the DVD when the pandemic hit and I really needed something to do. And um, I thought it'd just be fun to talk about it and um, get into the whole Pete and Pete-ness of it, of it all with a couple of fellow... Uh, I don't know what you call Pete and Pete fans. <laughs> Gut buckets. Gut buckets. Oh my god! I, listen to I should know that. No, I, yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah. And to just like talk about has this movie aged well? Um, what do we like? What do we not like? Etc. Are we surprised by who's the most famous person today in the movie now? Because <laughs> I sure am, and I'm delighted by it. Yeah, yeah, I. I have a lot of feelings about this movie, more than I thought I would have had, because I also hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah, um, and as I sat down and really, really watched it this time, I have 
Boy, do I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we'll get into it, but it's it, there. The parts of it that are Pete and Pete esque are really obvious. They're there. Yeah. Um, you, you know, especially yeah. the narrations and things like that. But um, there are parts of this that feel, especially the longer it goes, less like a Pete and Pete. But um, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. Andrew, did you see this upon theatrical release or at the time? I cannot remember. It's possible that I saw it in the theater, but I can't remember that for sure. I know mm-hmm. I saw it like within those next couple of years after it came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, this this movie was released uh, on February 11th, 2000. Um, and uh, we have not talked about that month in history. Would you guys like to hear a little bit about February of 2000? Sure. Yeah, refresh my memory. Well, <laughs> first off, this is a leap. Uh, there's a it's a leap year, so there's a leap day this month. Mm. So, so we're getting 29 days of February, <laughs> which is perfect. Oh God. <laughs> um. So two things happen. Uh. In you know in relation to each other, which is the last original P- Peanuts comic strip appears. <sighs> Uh, and then uh, that's that's the day after Charles Schultz dies. Oh, yeah. That was my pick for your 2000s draft for event of the year. Ah, yeah. yeah. OK. OK. Um, we have the 42nd Grammy Awards, our big winners, Christina Aguilera. And really, the thing that sweeps through is uh, Santana and Rob Thomas with Smooth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> So smooth. Oh man, just cue that. <laughs> man, love it. Um, Jim Varney dies. Ernest. No. And um, you know, Andrew, this made me think of uh, the last fact I hear have here for the month is that I remember Jim Varney dying because it happened when we went on our Washington D.C. trip. Oh. Um. So we also that would have been the month. You, me, Brett, and Chris roomed together in Washington, D.C. And that was a really fun trip. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I have this very vivid memory of being in the hotel and the TV coming on with the news and saying Mm -hmm. Ernest had died. (laughs) And it almost like derailing my night. (laughs) We have like all these snacks spread out over the beds. We're having a good time, probably pumping some music. And it's just like, no, Ernest died. Uh, Uh, TV that month, we have Power Rangers Light Speed Rescue. We have Max Steel, The Weekenders, and MTV Diary. Uh, Love The Weekenders. Yeah, shout out to The Weekenders. Shout out to Tish and Tino and the gang. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening. <laughs> um, ending that month is Superman, the animated series, uh, the new Batman and Superman Adventures, and the Avengers United. Oh, and Animorphs all end that month. Yeah. Oh, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> that's a bloodbath. <laughs> Animorphs mainly, right? <laughs> I read yeah. the Animorphs books, man. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I had some. I had some. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that show didn't pass muster. <laughs> Shout yeah, out that, to Sean Ashmore, I guess. I I still hold by that being one of the strangest pilots I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it like kind of haunts me a little bit. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. All right, music. Uh, we got Savage Garden for two weeks with I Knew I Loved You. Um, <laughs> two weeks at the start of the month, and they cap end the month with one more week. Wow. Um, wedged in the middle is Thank God I Found You by Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> big, were you a big Savage Garden guy? Not really. Um, and this was a prompt on my Bumble profile back when I had one. Uh, under um, things you learned way too late, I said, I only just now learned that Savage Garden wasn't a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, I heard that song when I did, and I assumed like, oh, it's another Backstreet Boys in sync mm-hmm. thing. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense though yeah yeah, no, yeah they're kind of fun though i like that letter kenny joke about them do you know that one no uh some some guy at the local pub that they visit uh picks up women at the bar by sitting next to them and reciting savage garden lyrics <laughs> <laughs> and it works every time <laughs> like a chicka cherry cola yeah <laughs> I want to stand with you on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, there's this video online. I, you know, I don't know where the pub is. I think I assumed it was in Ireland, of just a, no joke, maybe a hundred Irish men, belting at the top of their lungs. You know, I want to stand with you on a mountain. With like oh, all, that's sin- so Irish. Oh. <laughs> with, with with all sincerity, you know, yep. they're, just, they're just belting it. And, uh, I really love it. And there's this old guy just sitting who's like nodding his head to. He's just, <laughs> he's just drunk and like nodding along. Really good stuff. All right, we're way off topic here. Uh, other <laughs> other A plus music- tangent. <laughs> <laughs> other music release that month. We get a Three Doors Down album. We get a uh, Ghostface Killer album. We got The Cure, Joni Mitchell, Oasis, ACDC, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Bloodhound Gang, and Smashing Pumpkins all release an album. Weird, weird. Hmm. Yeah. 2000s, just that, you know, that weird, a million different genres going on type yeah. thing. Uh, we got two number one movies this month. Uh, for two weeks, we have The Whole Nine Yards. Which I think is a Bruce Willis movie. I've oh, yeah. never seen it. Yeah, me neither. And uh, Matthew Perry. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good, Andrew? Uh, I <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say it's good. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a sequel uh, with both of them in it. The whole ten yards. So yeah. So people must have uh, enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Scream Two for two weeks. Hmm. Uh, which I like that one. Do you like that? Yeah. One? Yeah. That's fun. Uh, also released that month, Cabin by the Lake, The Beach, mm. The Tigger Movie, Boiler Room, Pitch Black, Reindeer Games, and an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> wow. Uh, any, uh, you like any of those? I mean, Pitch Black, like, man. Oh, yeah, Pitch Black is good. The first Riddick movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah that was dope. Though, I uh, the first time I saw that, it was like on DVD or something, and I was sick. Like I had a terrible cold, and one of those colds where like your eyes are really sensitive to light, and that just that oh, movie God. just killed me. <laughs> the color <laughs> of it, and the way it looks. Um, oh, dude. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I know I mentioned it on the episode, but Cabin by the Lake, jeez, great horrible horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still got to check that one out. Uh, and finally, video games in February 2000, we get The Sims, 
Mm. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Resident Evil Code Veronica. We get Dead, Al Dead or Alive 2. We got Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed. We have Rayman 2 The Great Escape. And we got Pokemon Stadium. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit about the 2000. The uh, 2000 we... just feels so weird. Yeah. Very, very weird. And all of that, uh, I am, um, you know, we'll talk about it, but the begin this movie even feels like that to me in, in ways like yeah. some of it feel like remnants of the 90s like are still clinging on but i don't know yeah no i i, I absolutely know what you mean um well w is there anything else we want to kind of preface before we jump into the plot here guess not uh, i'm good <laughs> no okay did you see this in the theater clayton Yes. yes. Yeah, the okay. whole family went. Okay. All right. So you you guys saw it in the theater together, and you were hooked. Like when this comes out, we're we're buying this. Yep. <laughs> um, Us and not a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, I guess I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. Yeah. Um. All right, Andrew, you want to get into this puppy? Sure. Um. And, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep a good pace, but if, so if you guys want to stop me, please go ahead. Okay. Um, so a CGI snowflake forms while <laughs> Hal Branston explains the miracle of a snow day as the first flake lands on his sister Natalie's tongue. Wait a second. Wait <laughs> yeah. a second. Can we go back even further? Can sure. we start at the... Um, it's like the little the intro with thing. the giant yeah. snowball falling on the house? Yeah. Oh, Was yeah, that yeah. Was that yes. part of the theatrical release? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a cool little it's a cool little nugget. It is. You don't want to really waste great. an effect like that on the small screen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it looks really great. Uh, yeah, it really feels like they were uh, going for it with this. I mean, I don't yeah. know how many Nick movies were out before this. Darn, I should have looked at that. But um, probably yeah. probably five or six. Harriet the Spy, Not Good Burger. Arnold, yeah, Rugrats, probably two wow. Rugrats. Uh, okay, just feels like they're really shooting for it there, and it paid off. It looks great. It looks great, but I feel like almost the rest of the movie never matches. Yeah, yeah. Especially the weather map tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they blew their budget on the giant snowball. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford a blue screen. Are you nuts? <laughs> That's all right. We got Chevy. We'll just let him talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, right after that, the kind of, at this moment, obligatory CGI thing happening in the movie that, yeah. like, doesn't age that well. Yeah. You mean the snowflake? Yeah. 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 It's fine, but... Sure. Nah. This was such a year 2000 element i thought because like the x-men movies start off with like mm. cgi <laughs> micro yeah. universe action i think spider-man <laughs> yeah. does too there's yeah it's not my favorite way to watch a movie start once i see the micro like you said the micro universe it's like oh man yeah. <laughs> let's just get to it i get it Th things form yeah it's especially <laughs> weird in this because it's like it's not relevant in any way no, you know, like you don't need to see that. <laughs> we um, know there's snow. 
meanwhile, over at Channel 6 Syracuse, Hell's father, meteorologist Tom Branston, is predicting more unreasonably warm weather. After being forced to do the broadcast in a grass skirt, the station manager, Tina, tells him that he has to do whatever it takes to beat rival weatherman Chad Simmons in the ratings. Chad Simmons with a Z. Yeah. And a so, Y. Oh my God. <laughs> you know he's a bad boy. The extreme <laughs> weatherman. So annoyingly spelled when I was going over this. I was like, what the hell is this? Um... Elsewhere, while Principal Weaver takes advantage of the weather to grill a steak outside, Natalie, Wayne, and Chet nail him with a snowball saved from last year's stash. Well, this is... I had actually forgot he was in the movie. Mm. But, yeah, uh, me too. Th- this is Damian <laughs> Young, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, better known as Bus Driver Stu, yeah. playing Principal Weaver. <laughs> and he's just playing Stu, pretty much. He's, he's little... Stu who hasn't had his heart broken yet. Right, right. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> less. You know what? Yeah, he's a little less disgruntled and a little more nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's so good to see him. He hasn't been knocked great. off his pedestal yet. <laughs> uh, also, I just love this idea of saving a snowball from last year. This feels like <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over at school, Hal is sitting by the pool obsessing over Claire Bonner as she practices her diving. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Hal's our main character. Yeah, yeah. Claire is his the girl he's um stalking. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> should um, I should I save the hot takes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't uh really bother me now that it it didn't bother me watching it, but I realize now saying it that we don't get introduced to what who's supposed to be the main character for quite a while. Oh, it takes the uh, a complaint of mine about this movie is that there's just so much going on for yeah. as short as it is. Yeah. There's yeah, like, this there's movie a, is really tightly packed. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. For sure. Um well when he, uh when Hell's fr- friends Lane Leonard and Bill Korn <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're keeping this name, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should say, right, for people who maybe are less fluent in yeah. Pete and Pete, that, that's just literally a name from Pete and yeah. Pete. <laughs> Bill Corn. He's got some Bill Cornness to him. This kid, he's not as good, but yeah, you know. there. A lot of these characters, you can almost see the Pete and Pete. Oh yeah, ness. Sure. Yeah. Um. So they, uh, Hal's friends, assure him that he's invisible to Claire, and he tries to get her attention and winds up falling into the water where he finds her whale ankle bracelet. <laughs> so I was confused. What was he trying to do? Was he trying to slide down the walkway like a cool guy or something? And then he slips and falls into the pool. Was um, that the gist of it? Yeah. I think he was just like trying to gear himself up to go talk to her. Why at that moment when mm-hmm. she's at the top of the, uh, what do you call it? Diving board. I don't know why. Should have brought a skateboard. Why does he like her? Just because she's hot? Essentially. I mean, when you're a teenage boy, from what I remember, at least, that's like all you need, really, to become (laughs) like way too interested in somebody. I'm going to spill my guts on this episode, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go to some dark places. Oh, I'm ready to journey there with you, Clayton. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, you're right. I mean, I, I guess I guess just a girl looking good is 
enough for a teenage boy, but I think the context of him watching her practice her diving is yep. <laughs> it, it borders on kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like if I was Claire, I I wouldn't blame her whatsoever to be like, you know what? Not hell. He watches me dive. <laughs> um well, after school, as Hal tries to work up the courage to return Claire's bracelet, her ex-boyfriend Chuck Wheeler pulls up in his yellow Mustang mm. and causes her to storm off. This is your this is your classic, you know, boyfriend foe. Just total doofus, meathead, not offering much. Uh, yeah, he's he's Chuck Wheeler. It's Chuck Wheeler. He's definitely you. You can outmaneuver this guy, though. You know, Hal has a chance. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, he's he feels, definitely smarter. <laughs> he feels less, somewhat less realized than your typical bully, maybe. But he doesn't also have like that big of a part in the story, I guess. You think this um, would have been endless, Mike? Who would have Chuck? Oh, back? good question. Hmm. That, or just just I've never thought about that because, like, do we ever see endless Mike interested in anyone else? Like romantically, not really. I don't think so. Um, but you know, what's uh, what's Hal's best friend's name? The girl, um, from Orange County, Lane. 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 Uh, Lane. Yes. So... <laughs> I watched Orange County like two nights ago just because she was in it. <laughs> she's good. She's she's good. awesome. She's yeah, really she's charismatic. Great. She really uh, is. Skylar Fisk, right? Is yes. Her name? Yeah. yeah. She's really good. But uh, is it safe to assume Lane is Ellen? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, back at the Branston house, Natalie sneaks her brother's prized action figures out of the case, but when she tries to get him to play with her, he's not interested. Too old for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that night, their mom, Laura, shows up late for dinner, but she can't stay off her phone, which is a like recurring thing. Like She yeah. can't stop working. She's a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hal we goes, also meet Randy, also arguably the funniest <laughs> character in the movie. Yeah, Randy's great. <laughs> yes, Randy's very good. Let uh, me ask. Let me ask you this: Would we have gotten a third Wrigley if this was a movie? Yeah, oh, that's wow. a good question. Because mom and dad the Wrigley seem way too old. <laughs> <laughs> Although so do Chevy Chase uh, and um, oh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, Jean, Jean, Jean Smart. Smart. Um, yeah, that that that, uh, that is something I was thinking about throughout. Um, but I also it also occurred to me like maybe like the little kid's name in um, a Christmas story is also Randy. Mm. He feels like a somewhat similar character. That's true. Uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, that is a good call. Um, Natalie later, Natalie catches Hal fondling Claire's bracelet, <laughs> and her dad gives her a snow globe to cheer her up. Uh, this this is so weird. <laughs> He's sniffing the whale bracelet, and then he puts it around his ankle. <laughs> I would oh. I would almost argue that it's not quite weird enough. Like for the first few <laughs> seconds, I was like, "Is this like just a real like they're just like." doing this not well uh, took me a while to realize that it was like an intentional joke uh, i mean the chevy chase follow-up about boys liking girls is pretty funny um Ugh. i can't remember what he even says <laughs> he just he's just talking about like he's go hal's going through a lot of stuff mainly girls oh, yeah. and then she says well he's he's like smelling her ankle bracelet anyway. wearing <laughs> wearing his ankle bracelet and just the way chevy plays it is real funny yeah mm-hmm um, 
So Hal goes out to the diner with his friends, but when he tries to give Claire her bracelet, she doesn't even see him. Boy. He's standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back at the house, Natalie imagines that it's snowing in her room, and the next morning, she wakes up to a winter wonder. She really she held that note. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was on for so long. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, if you live in um, Syracuse, New York, it can't be that uncommon to get snow. No. I, I think it's just like this unseasonably warm, uh, like winter, mm. start to the winter. Okay. It's like the first real snow of the year. Yeah. yeah um, I'm in Rochester, which is about uh hmm. an hour and 10 minutes west of syracuse and when we do get like uh when we do get a a blizzard that's quite often what it looks like hmm. and oh. i imagine it's the same with them they get the same sort of lake effect snow that we do because we're both great lake cities yeah okay cool um what what's uh clayton do you have any personal history with getting snow days hmm. uh oh man um just that it was a miracle when it felt when it <laughs> happened because I came from a I went to a really stingy school district that was really conservative with how they dished out mm -hmm. their snow days. It mm -hmm. seemed like all the other districts would get them and we never would. And um, if we had more than one snow day in a row, something really catastrophic must have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty similar experience for us, right, Andrew? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh... Do you remember the rumor that the superintendent was from Alaska? So that's yeah. why we never got snow days. Yeah, very <laughs> classic kid rumor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I remember one year we got like three days maybe in a row. Yeah. yeah. Multiple days. And that was pretty incredible. I was like, this is yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, not often. Um. Well, the uh, soon the radio announces that all schools are closed for a snow day. Um, and I just wanted to mention this because it reminded me so much of the Hey Arnold episode where he's like waiting by the radio. Mm, yeah. Um, just a really similar delivery of that. Um, yeah. Uh, as, same kind of like a little bit too late, frustratingly laid back delivery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like, they both like wait at the end, like maybe the schools aren't off, you know? Um, but as Hal and Natalie, tease this out a little bit, keep the ratings high. <laughs> yeah. But as Hal and Natalie prepare for a day off, they're confronted by their nemesis, the snowplow man. Yes. Oh boy. Chris Elliott folks in the uh, house. <laughs> so excited. Uh, <laughs> No matter how brave you thought you were, just hearing his name could make you wish you lived in Florida. <laughs> Snowplow Man! 
it's a it's a great it's a great nemesis to have for this movie just and yeah, not sure. giving him a name you know just snowplow man uh well okay maybe we'll find out later oh all right uh, but uh yeah he feels like the more realized version of the garbage man from the pete and pete episode yep. like. yeah mm-hmm. Christmas agreed pete. yeah mm-hmm. um and of course just being chris elliott it's like pretty great um i really yeah. appreciate how much chris elliott delights in being totally disgusting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes for sure. it's a real gift yeah sniffling <laughs> his face is all cracked yeah um, yeah and he He's just coming off of uh, there's something about Mary, which where he's just totally <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but he's he's riding high, kind of like to get Chris Elliott in your movie probably was a pretty good get. Yeah, does seem that way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Natalie tries to convince Hal to help her pull off the legendary second snow day in a very Pete and Pete esque thing. Yeah, um, I, I had the same thought. This is such a little Pete move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Hal is intent on finding Claire. Oh, boy. Um, the neighborhood tries to dig themselves out while Principal Weaver gets pummeled with <laughs> snowballs. <laughs> oh, we gotta hear, uh, you kids wanna play rough? <laughs> if you kids think- <laughs> Because I'm not- you kids want to play rough? I invented rough! I... Must muster the courage of ten principles. Must get home. I... Oh, man. <laughs> so good. Yes. <laughs> just those line deliveries crack me up. Man. Yeah, oh. it's it even if it couldn't have been a Pete and Pete movie, I do wish they maybe a, would have been able to get a few more like you know, Toby Huss or get get a yeah, few more people yeah. in there even if it's not Pete and Pete cuz boy, he just it's like um you know, him reading that McRobin Viscardi dialogue is mm-hmm. poetry. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering how this would have gone if Adam West had played him, like if they mm. like just retained him playing not Principal Ken Schwinger <laughs> and <laughs> what these lines would have sounded like. Uh, pretty great. I'm sure pretty great. Yeah, yeah. As happy as I am to see Damian Young in anything, yeah. still, what if? Yeah. I um. invented rough. <laughs> Uh, while Lane tries to convince Hal that he's being stupid for chasing Claire, Natalie and her friends are hunkered down in an underground snow cave. Uh, love this. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I always, I feel like we tried to pull this off as kids, but it yes. never really worked. No, never. Not for more than like 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> mm. Um, when the snowplow man comes down the street, she hits him in the face with a jelly-filled snow nut and he crashes his plow into a buried car. <laughs> but just when have, it looks... Oh, yeah. Have we met his bird yet? Have we met Trudy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Trudy, yeah, okay. is it? Trudy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just when it looks like they stopped the plow for good, it roars back to life and destroys their fort. Oh. And he really... Um, this struck me as pretty brutal. It was like, yeah. he's just going to plow right over them. 
Uh, yeah, pretty close. There's a couple times where it's just pretty close to murder, <laughs> yeah. uh, including a part at the end that I won't spoil yet. But um, yeah. I mean, someone literally gets <laughs> plowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the when I was a kid, the snow fort being a really sacred object. So uh, it's not too far from murder. Were you ever able to successfully build a snow fort? Yeah, but it would be like at school during recess, we would build like uh, we would roll giant boulders of snow and and turn those into forts. And we just became obsessed with them. Mm. Yeah. Like kids do with the things they make. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tribal warfare over the snow fort. Uh, elsewhere when hal gets to claire's house he finds every boy in the neighborhood declaring their love for her including bill this is that was a funny funny yeah moment. that is funny <laughs> but this is a wild scene yeah it's really weird yeah. at the time we were really stoked that rochester got a shout out in this scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there there was what would you say like a hundred boys there with signs with claire's name on them mm. not that many that's it was probably applied. like 25, but it, it felt like 100. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they're all screaming. At first, I was like, this is going to be a dream or a fantasy <laughs> or something, but no. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a little jarring. Um, uh, Chuck, again, Claire's <laughs> boyfriend, scares them all off. But when Claire drowns him out with the Channel 6 news, Hal decides to take over his dad's weather report to get her attention. Yeah, uh, you know, fine. Uh, he he pulls. Does he pull in in a car or on the snowmobile? Uh snowmobile. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. The snowmobiles in this are they're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you bought one after seeing this episode. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Give me one of those. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Wayne lies in the middle of the road while Natalie and Chet cover him in ketchup. And when the snowplow man stops to investigate, they try to commandeer his plow. Uh, it's so gross him eating the fries from the, the snow jacket. <laughs> Something about that is just kind of yeah. sickening. He's just a disgusting actor. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, you know, even I, I know I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but going back to Scary Movie 2 mm. with, the li- with the little hands <laughs> and just like sticking them in the food. He's like, Clayton, you're totally right. He's just willing to be. <laughs> uh, just a gross disgusting actor and i think there's yeah. a place for it it doesn't it feels like maybe a, there might be a lot of people who wouldn't do this stuff yeah he cornered oh, that yeah. market <laughs> um we should also mention wayne like another pdp yeah. character like, and and this is like very clearly modeled after the wayne character this is yeah. josh uh, uh yeah josh, josh peck yep josh yep. yeah who yeah, he has a he has a bit of a Wayne Pardue vibe. Oh yeah. Um He doesn't so... say super genius and I really wish he did. <laughs> or complain genius. about his cord puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, he's not wearing a football jersey. <laughs> That'd be great if he wore a football jersey over his winter coat. <laughs> um so they uh Natalie winds up kidnapping uh Trudy, the bird. But the snowplow man takes Wayne. <laughs> Just kidnaps him. We're not at the trade-off yet, are we? No, not yet quite. I, oh, man, I love that scene. Um, over at the roller rink, Lane runs interference with the 
announcer, Mr. Zellweger, uh, Iggy Pop, mm. and Hal dedicates the hippos wasting my life to her. <laughs> this is a great use of Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. Yes, this was very good. I'd forgotten all about him as the Al Martino-loving DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Putting the skaters to sleep. Yes, Al Martino. <laughs> of all the crooners, Al Martino. <laughs> Should we uh, hear the... Oh, sure. Oh, sure. sure. Let's make the scene, Gene. As who else? Al <laughs> invites us to enter a world of fascination. Oh man! Let's make oh, the God. scene, Gene. <laughs> I, I just think the movie could have almost used more weirdness like this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Al Martino bites the big one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. oh man. Yeah. Um, later, when the snowplow man stops at the Branstons looking for Natalie, he gets a threatening phone call. Hello? Hello, snowplow man. There's someone here who wants to say hi to you. Are you okay, baby? They haven't hurt you yet, have they, honey? Not yet. What do you want from me? How about we get our friend back and you give us a second snow day? <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. Then we keep the bird and you keep the wane. <laughs> All right, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Um, uh, I, I love that they phrase it the Wayne. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That is really good. Uh, also, just like I had completely forgotten how this progressed, but that it ends up being her on the phone calling him from like across the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Spycraft. Um, <laughs> uh, Natalie and Chet head out to make the deal with Snowplow Man. And he shows up with Wayne strapped to his plow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was something else. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah, this is a real, like, hostage trade-off. Yeah. Snowplow Man's got uh, Wayne. They've got Trudy. But just this back and forth of, give me give me the bird. Give, give us the Wayne. Yes. <laughs> just over and over. Yeah. Really good joke. I yeah. love that he's playing at their level. Like, <laughs> you're you're a grown up, dude. <laughs> but like, it's like I said, you give it first, first. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while they make the trade, 
Lane convinces Claire to meet Hal at the football field. When they show up, he's already dug out a giant whale in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Lane goes to this like restaurant, right? This diner. And she convinces um, Claire that like yeah, he's yeah. the most amazing guy. She sits at the mean girl table. Yeah. yeah. And they're glaring at her. Yeah, they're not having it. But Claire is, I mean, she isn't, let's, we should say very plainly, Claire with the newscast thing was very smitten. Mm, and then yeah. at the ice rink was just really vibing <laughs> on it. So she's already kind of thinking about Hal. And then this lane last pitch at the diner is, I think, all it takes for her to, you know, bite, yeah. the, bite the bait. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I just want to mention that, uh, I was not sold on this whole whale bracelet at the beginning of the movie, mm. but by the end, I was like, all right, they brought this all around. They did. Yeah. And, and it actually really pays off with a joke. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it turns out that Claire actually likes zebras. <laughs> and when Chuck comes back to win her over, Hal takes off on the bully's snowmobile. Yeah. There's like a gang of bullies on snowmobiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And they have to hop down into this whale snow maze, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Classic Syracuse. <laughs> uh, but oh. yeah, it, it, the the whole thing doesn't go quite right. And then we get this uh, snowmobile chase, which is. I was impressed, honestly. <laughs> it was fine. You know, a little. <laughs> Wait, would you say a little lengthy? Maybe. I mean, for a. Uh, 2000 kids movie this felt like i mean they really had people doing jumps yeah, yeah. i yes you're right it did look good I, I did think that as i was watching it um i also want to mention that i don't know if you guys remember but i believe like the big moment of the preview for this movie was claire declaring i don't but i don't like wills i like zebras <laughs> yeah. it's like the you know the hook to get you into the theater i guess um, they play a record scratch noise <laughs> this <yeah>. February. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Tom destroys an ice sculpture of Chad Simmons, and Laura gets in a snowball <laughs> fight with Randy. Um, the I think the Laura and Randy at home is like the most unnecessary part, probably, but I think it also comes around nicely right here. Yeah, she gives she throws her phone in the snow, whatever. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Feels good. No, it do, you know what? It really does feel good. Thank like, you. I, I was. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I I was like, yes, Gene Smart. It, like Randy's the kid who's playing Randy plays it so well. He's so yeah. happy that someone's paying attention. To yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> um, well, back at home, Natalie is ready to give up hope when Meltar comes to life and gives a rousing speech that convinces her to keep fighting. <laughs> this, this, this is, I feel like, you know, pretty well in connection with action league now and Kablam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Definitely has that vibe. Yeah. It definitely like threw me off. I completely forgot it was there. Um, but I liked it. Yeah. I, again, these surreal moments really hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andrew, real fast, there's a clip here called Clam Dip. Did I miss it? <laughs> oh, I can't remember what that is, but we could hear it. 
Do you do you know what it is, Clayton? Uh, I I'd written it down because I thought it was a very Pete and Pete sounding <laughs> okay. insult, and I just know that it's fairly early in the movie. Oh well, let's just listen. <laughs> that clam dip's gotta learn the winter's not over till we say it's over. <laughs> Quick, slow. This man is asking for it. That's it from last year's stash. Guess we're out until it snows again. If it snows. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, clam dip. That's, you know, the equivalent of like fungus lick or something, you know? Yeah. Really good. <laughs> so elsewhere, Lane gets fed up with Hal talking about Claire so much, and she surprises him by kissing him on the mouth, revealing her true feelings. Whoa! Unbelievable. I never saw it coming. <laughs> you, you didn't? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> um. So meanwhile, Tom finally reveals Chad Simmons as a fraud, redeeming himself and his ratings. Oh my gosh, this scene is, um, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Chevy Chase is confronting this fraud weatherman, and he's doing it successfully, but the, the how fast the crowd buys into it, like, yeah, Chad, how does, yeah. how does snow happen? And <laughs> they really turn on him really fast. Yeah. Gotta tie um, up that arc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it also doesn't feel like super um, satisfying, the Chevy Chase arc, but, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Hal finds Claire diving at the pool, and she also kisses him, making him realize that it's Lane he really wants to be with. Yeah. And Claire's uh, very cool about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. She yeah, she must be the most credit. mature teenager in upstate New York. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. It does go along with her like disciplined character of diving. That's true. Mm. That's true. Yeah, go get her go get her hell. You know, like <laughs> yeah. She's really although, you know, she's probably not that wrapped up in hell, so maybe she's just thinking yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. You get out of here? <laughs> I'll choose one of the ninety nine other guys that showed up at my house today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that night, when the snowplow man reaches the last unplowed street, he's met by Natalie and an army of kids who strap him to a slow children playing sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love uh, this whole thing, actually. The snowplow man, like, confronting this whole army, kid army. Yeah. Um, yeah, me know, too. Feels nice. And they're making uh, this kind of cackling call that is kind of intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with only one street left, Snowplow Man tells them that he's already won. And that's when they reveal the last part of their plan, taking over his plow to unplow the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I love that so much, that idea, unplowing yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, when Hal goes off to find Lane at the ice rink, he's stopped by Chad, but Natalie buries the bully in snow. <laughs> I mean, crushes him. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a pretty violent scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it does feel good having Natalie save the day. Like yeah, that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hear what you say. Yeah, why is Natalie driving? <laughs> why are any of them driving? <laughs> they're like preteens, and they're driving a snowplow. <laughs> the one kid just looked a little bit older, but mm. but you want you want her to save the brother, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
also, uh, I, I also love this. The kids driving the snowplow just around the neighborhood uh, unchecked <laughs> feels fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so catching up with Lane on the ice rink, Hal finally admits his feelings for her. And they skate into the night to the croon of Al Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even think I picked up on that. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, finally, this is like the end, the end narration. Um, you never really know how a snow day is going to turn out. But by the time the sun goes down, you might be amazed to discover... You got to wear pants again. You may have some precipitation. <laughs> you got your life back. <laughs> or not. Uh-oh. And in the end, you might even discover that you saved the universe and got a second snow day. So even though the snow will melt, the schools will open, and everything will go back to normal, the miracle that began with a single perfect snowflake will change your life forever. <laughs> we got uh, principal coming home. <laughs> yeah, Dam- Damien Young just being <laughs> pelted inside his own house. Great ending. Justice. Yeah. Such a great final moment. <laughs> but can we talk about this final narration for a second? Because I did write down that I thought it was coming from Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi. I thought this final narration didn't quite nail it mm. like a lot of the Pete and Pete ones did. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd agree. It's not like it's not the better Pete and Pete episode level. But yeah. but, you know, if it's the movie, it felt OK. OK. Uh, but. Any thoughts, Clayton, on this ending? Uh, I don't remember the final speech. <laughs> uh, they touched on a few themes with the whole snow day thing. Anything can happen, immortality, etc. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is a big theme, and anything can happen. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I can't help but, like, the whole time think, be like looking for little compromises that they may have had to make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just do I, you know, I don't want to get into the trivia early. Do you have information as to why this fell apart? Uh, like as a Pete and Pete movie? Yeah. No. no. Do you know anything about it, Clayton? I mean, like I can only speculate, but I think by the time they were able to get it made, everyone was just too old. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, that would make sense. Like if, the main cast of it in this Mike Morona would have been like 28 years old or something. <laughs> yeah. He, he was doing a uh, slackers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we should do that next. <laughs> <laughs> Great That's movie. Um, yeah. So uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Probably just too late. Um, but, and know, it you, is a shame. It is a shame. Yeah. Cause I think, I think it would have had a whole different vibe. Yeah. The yeah. soundtrack would have been way different. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Yeah. A lot yeah, of like, it's all bubblegum and ska in this film. All the indie rock is gone. No yeah. more magnetic fields. And I will say though that like going into this, just glancing at the soundtrack, I thought, oh god, this is gonna be 
unbearable the music um <laughs> but as i was watching it like the way they used the music i was like all right uh you know i can get behind this most of the time yeah yeah i'm with you i was really into that hippos album yeah yeah and uh i don't know if it would hold up anymore but yeah there was a year there it was <laughs> it was an important play in my rotation mm-hmm. <laughs> um well do you guys want to look at some of the stuff that went into this yeah yes please hi this is bios trivia ratings and stray observations um i'll just run some through some of these real quick All right. but uh just to give you a list of like unbelievable list of pretty famous people that appeared in this chevy chase chris elliott iggy pop gene smart pam greer josh peck damien young rosanda chili thomas and Catherine isabel um just kind of crazy yeah yeah uh, i mean yes yeah and we you know what we didn't hit on it before but i do want to mention probably the thing that was the weirdest to me about the whole movie was the video calls with chili Oh my god! <laughs> like, what so, the hell is going on? Yeah, the whole interface was like, "What is this supposed to be? This doesn't yeah. look even remotely close to any <laughs> program." And it just felt totally unnecessary and kind of phoned in. Just, uh, I guess the payoff is when she plays with Randy, right? Just kind of yeah. like ignoring it. But um, did did it make you stress that she was missing her meeting? Um, no, not no, not at all. Actually, like. I'm I was stressed sure on Chili's behalf. <laughs> I, yes, thank you, Clayton. That that kind of ran through my head of like, man, Chili just worked really hard to set up this meeting. That uh, you know, Randy I get just it. screwed her entire day. I mean, she could have she could have had that meeting and still play with her. I don't understand why they're mutually exclusive. Like, why yeah. can't you play with your child and also work? In the age of Zoom, I guess we have the benefit of hindsight. That's true. That's true. Um, well, uh, Hal Branston is played by Mark Webber. He appeared in Jesus's Son, Drive Me Crazy, Scott Pilgrim, Hell yeah. Green Room. <laughs> yeah, he oh good, man, good, uh, I didn't realize who he was in Scott Pilgrim, but he's the singer, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Stephen, Stephen Stills. Yeah, <laughs> oh wow, sorry, that, um, that was exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you already mentioned Lane is played by Skylar Fisk, mm. uh, daughter of Sissy Spacek. She's got a so- song on the soundtrack called It's Not Her. Huh. Plays during the uh, credits. Yeah. Wow. Listen. Uh, she also appeared in The Babysitter's Club, Orange County, of course, One Tree Hill, Fear the Walking Dead, Castle Rock, most recently. Mm. Um, Glad Claire, you're still working. Yeah. Uh, Claire Bonner is played by Emmanuel Shriqui, excuse me for the last name. Um, but she appeared in, of course, Are You Afraid of the Dark, The Night Shift, mm-hmm. uh, Police Academy, The Television Show, Detroit Rock City, Wrong Turn, The O.C., Waiting, uh, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, and Entourage, of course. <laughs> um, Natalie Branston is played by Zena Gray. She appeared in The Bone Collector, Max Keeble's Big Move, The Shaggy Dog, House, and uh, The Scream TV series. Hmm. Uh, Chet Felker is played by Jade Scott Yorker. He's appeared in He Got Game, Cosby, Gridiron Gang, and uh, one of our friend Brett's favorites, Blue Bloods. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, man. 
And finally, Randy Branston was played by Connor Mathias. Um, he appeared in the Hughleys, ER, Boston Public, May, Dexter, Malcolm in the Middle, Grounded for Life, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, Arrested Development, and Envy. Envy mm. the movie? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I wonder who he was in Arrested Development. Yeah, I, I didn't look that closely. but It's a pretty uh. good resume. Yeah. yeah, MVP right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I looked at the director here, our old buddy from Pete and Pete, Chris Cook. Uh, he directed Range Boy, Field of Pete, Last Laugh, Pinned, and Saturday. Pretty good. Mm, pretty good pretty resume. Good, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, he also directed uh, an episode of Cousin Skeeter. He episode uh, he directed on Kablam, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, he did 13 episodes of My Name is Earl, 12 episodes of Scrubs, 5 episodes of Workaholics. Uh, he directed on The Last Man on Earth, one of, one of my favorite shows of the last decade. Uh, 12 episodes of Modern, uh, Modern Family. Um, he directed Fresh Off the Boat, 7 episodes of Young Sheldon, uh, 11 episodes of This Is Us. And he's currently working on the show that I think is on Hulu. It's a new show called Reboot. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? It got canceled. It did get canceled? Mm. Yeah. There were some good people in that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, I heard oh. about that a lot last year. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's still, I mean, really active in television. Never panned out awesome. in film, but um, seems like a successful television director. Yeah. Props. Yeah. And, he, you know, he did a, I, I think he did a good enough job here. It's not like, yeah. not mind-blowing, but I think he did exactly probably what they needed him to do. Yeah, yeah I bet he got a lot of studio notes. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, trivia? Um, well, uh, the first one I'll say is just this movie features three El Martino songs, including <laughs> Love Letters, Fascination, and To Each His Own. Um, I want to shout out the comic book sitting on top of the TV in the snow fort. Because mm. <laughs> it's not one that I've read, but um, I looked it up and took down the creator credits because that's my business. Okay, uh, yeah, the comic book on top of the TV in the snow fort is Mutant X number seven, written by Howard Mackey, illustrated by Carrie Nord, inked by Andrew Papoy, colored by Gina Going, and lettered by my current boss, Chris Eliopoulos. Wow. Yeah, Are you gonna spin off starring Havoc where he's sent to an alternate universe where things are really bad and he has to be the hero. <laughs> huh. Were you, you were not familiar though prior? Um, like I'm familiar with the book. I've never yeah. read it. Um, it was around the time when I was getting into contemporary comics, but I could only afford one to two books a week up with my allowance and yeah. next didn't make the cut. That's <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I saw here that, uh, this film opened at number three in america wow um it made 14.3 million dollars its opening weekend uh, behind the beach in scream 2 uh which was on its second week at the spot it was a modest box office success however so so it ended up making 62.5 million dollars but wow. its budget was 13 million so that's like a that's yeah. a huge win for yeah the studio yeah yeah um, it's nice. pretty. It's pretty incredible. They only made it for thirteen million. Yeah, for sure. 
But uh, anyway, a little more successful than I thought it would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I uh, this one sounds questionable to me, but <laughs> it, it was on IMDb. The director told Chris Elliott supposedly to stop brushing his teeth for the role, so that's why his teeth look so grotesque. <laughs> oh, I I definitely assumed those that was like a fake. That's what I thought of, as well. Yeah. I don't know if this this is trivia per se, but I noticed there were at least two different um, prints by the artist Keith Haring in the Branston household. Mm. Mm. He's that guy who did those uh, like monocolored outline dancing people, oh, yeah, right, right, works right. of art with the zigzags and the swirls and stuff from the mid yeah. to late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, sticking yeah. that in there. A tiny little bit of subversion and white america i guess <laughs> for sure yeah i didn't even know that was like i i know about it now but I, at the time i had no idea it was sub subversive uh my sister had like a ton of stuff with it on and i don't even know if she knew what she was wearing yeah um but i was so used to seeing it that when i found out it was kind of this like street art type of thing it was surprising mm-hmm um, well, I got uh, two reviews. I'll do one here. Uh, this one's from John Anderson from Newsday. He said, Casting any movie for kids with both Chris Elliott and Chevy Chase is the cinematic equivalent of child abuse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That one just really popped out to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well... Uh, speaking of Chevy Chase, this is the last time he would appear on a movie poster until Hot Tub Time Machine, 10 wow. years later. Wow. Huh. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a huge role, even. Uh, Clayton? Um, I couldn't quite make it out, but I noticed that in the snow fort, Chet seemed to be playing a Rugrats game on a PlayStation or something. Hmm. Like if you pause it, that's a very Tommy Pickles looking silhouette and it looks like he's walking through some kind of a hedge maze or something. Yeah. It's totally blown out by the backlight on the monitor, but uh Tommy has a very distinct head. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Rugrat's Search for Reptar on the PlayStation One. Mm. Um just yeah. that's my take. Gotcha. Okay. I buy it. Well I'm I'm not going to read the whole review here, but I, of course, wanted the definitive thoughts of the the man himself, Roger Ebert. Um, so I took yeah. a, I, I just took a snippet here of his review. He gave this movie 1.5 out of four stars. Oh boy, not, not good. <laughs> um, okay, so some some excerpts here. The movie surrounds Hale with a large cast of supporting characters. Um, one of the inspirations for Snow Day is the 1983 classic A Christmas Story, also narrated by the hero. Also with a kooky dad, also with a dream, a BB gun rather than a girl. But that was a real story, a memory that went somewhere and evoked rich nostalgia. Snow Day is an uninspired assembly of characters and storylines that interrupt one another until the battle against Snow Plowman takes over just when we're hoping he will disappear from the movie and set free the teenager romance trapped inside it. Acting observation one, Chris Elliott comes from a rich comic heritage. His father is Bob of Bob and Ray, but where we, where his dad treasured drawl understatement, Chris Frost with overacting. There's a scene toward the end where he's tied to a children's crossing sign and laughs maniacally like a madman for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Why is this funny? 
Why has he gone mad? Always was mad? Is it funny to hear him laugh? We look curiously at the screen regarding behavior without purpose. Observation 2. Chevy Chase has been in what can charitably be called more than his share of bad movies, but at least he knows how to deliver a laugh when he's given one. When his career-driven wife makes a rare appearance at the dinner table and asks him, he asks his son to call security. After the screening of Snow Day, I overheard another critic saying she couldn't believe she wished that there had been more Chevy Chase. And I knew, <laughs> and I knew how she felt. Oh. <laughs> wow, pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, Ebert's usually, when he's brutal, he's brutal, but he's doesn't, he does it pretty sparingly. So the fact that this movie was kind of in his crosshairs was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Boy. And I often agree with his takes, but not really this time. <laughs> yeah, this is excessive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, uh, a remake of this was released in 2022. <laughs> it was last year. Anybody I didn't see it. it. <laughs> I didn't know either. That one got even worse reviews. <laughs> it's a musical, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the anchor woman and sportscaster were, were real news anchors in Edmonton, Alberta. Mm. Uh, in the video for Another Dumb Blonde by Hoku, uh, it seems to show a deleted scene of Claire throwing the whale bracelet into the pool at the end. Mm. Um, like when they're sitting on the, the yeah. diving board. Uh, all the snow used in close-up shots on set was created by a snow machine that uses treated sewage water. <laughs> on loan from the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and finally, maybe the most, if this is real, the most interesting, a real bank heist took, supposedly took place near the filming location, and the felons drove right past the production assistant, who immediately alerted everyone on set. The felons were surprised to see that they were driving through a film set shortly before driving headlong into and becoming hopelessly stuck in a fake snowdrift. The police immediately apprehended the two bumbling crooks to the amusement of all on set. Wow. <laughs> uh, you guys want to do stray observations? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, did you guys catch the action figure names? Oh, I caught four of them. Nice. And yeah, one of them I had to get I... from the commentary. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I watched it with commentary. <laughs> To see if there was any other like interesting stuff I could sprinkle in here. Not a lot, yeah. honestly. Um, you want to tell them? Um, yeah, let me find them. Uh, the ones I caught were Meltar, Fangor, Doctor Freon. The Doctor <laughs> is important, and Tendrilla. Tendrilla. Okay, I didn't even get that one. I think. From best, the best I could read, it was there was another one called Archer on. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna write that down just for me, <laughs> Clayton. Um, yeah, did you guys um catch the name of uh both the name of the school district and the mascot? Oh, Hoover, wow. yes, Hoover High School, <laughs> and shoot, the mascot. <laughs> No, I don't think I got the mascot. <laughs> it's the Hoover Dams. <laughs> oh, the Hoover Dams. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's, good. And um, I noticed that in one of the diner scenes, like it looks like they made Letterman jackets for some of the extras, and it's kind of out of focus, but you can see one guy, and it looks like his 
his uh his jacket has a beaver on it <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's good yeah. uh the hoover dams incidentally there is no hoover new york i checked <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> um well i don't i don't think it came up have we said what uh the snowplow man's truck's name is no not yet do you guys know i got it what is it <laughs> well i don't want to steal your glory uh, <laughs> uh darling clementine darling clementine <laughs> so good and it's got kind of like a petunia-esque woman yeah. sprawled out between yeah. darling and clementine yeah. And Chet defaces her just like open face before him. <laughs> and I do like that the kids sing Clementine to him at the end when they're like taunting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is nice good. touch. <laughs> yeah. um, while we're on the snowplow man, did you catch his real name? Yes. Let's hear it. Uh, Roger. <laughs> did you get his last name? No. Did you get uh, it? Stubblefield. Huh. Roger Stubblefield. <laughs> yeah. When 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 did they say that? Um, I'm not even sure. Actually, oh. I think I might have found it somewhere <laughs> when I was looking this stuff up. Okay. Stubblefield. <laughs> um, this was like a very straight observation, but I noticed there was a noticeable lack of Syracuse Orangeman gear in this movie. Mm. Uh. <laughs> they're 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 really into those guys. I did. I did see in one scene someone wearing Green Bay stuff, which I know they film part of it in Green Bay. But oh, really? Yeah, I saw some Packers hats. Yeah, traitors. <laughs> Let's see here. Did you guys happen to see what the diner was called? No. I just thought I heard it was a it was a real diner. They said in the commentary. Mm. Okay, I could only make it out on the guy at the counter's shirt, uh, but it was called Galaxy, with an I E at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, did you catch any of the places, the other places besides school that were closed for Snow Day? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I should have written that down. Yeah, I did not write it down. Uh, they include Titan Tool and Die, the Carousel <laughs> Mall, the Help Far. That one was kind of hard to hear. Um, Province Corduroy Shop, and finally the weekly poker game at the announcer's house. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that Nat seemed to be very wearing a very uh, little Pete-esque winter hat. It was mm-hmm. red and had ear flaps. Uh, if that was a deliberate call out, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, we didn't mention, but like she has red hair and freckles, like yeah. somewhat yeah. similar look to Pete, little Pete for sure. Um, Lane points out to Hal that he could have Patty Crone. She wants to go out with him, but Hal's not interested. Why? Mm. <laughs> she's oh, a good. leg jiggler <laughs> she's <Yeah>. a leg jiggler <laughs> me too patty yeah. so she's caffeinated big deal <laughs> um did you guys catch the number of snow days the snowplow man has killed oh mm. no that's a good one that is a good one no i didn't 19 ah. <laughs> pretty good yeah uh i wrote this down what did um chuck uh what was we didn't mention that um chuck was the one who bought claire the the telltale bracelet oh right um Hmm. yeah and uh he tells her why but he gets the name of the whale wrong uh did you catch what he called the whale hmm no i just cannot remember now 
Okay. Well, um, Hal responds, "It's not shampoo, you blowhole. Uh. It's shamu." <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Good call. Um, uh, did you happen to see what type of computer uh, Laura was using? Ooh. Jeez, no. I've never heard of it before. A ViewSonic? Is that real? <laughs> I'm sure it's made up. Yeah, that sounds fake. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's do a little quick internet. ViewSonic computer. Oh, I think it's real, guys. Oh, these puppies are real. Um, Let's see. I think it's just the monitor. I don't think hmm. it's a whole computer. So maybe she was just using a ViewSonic monitor. Let's see. At Best Buy, you can get one of these puppies for... No longer available. Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> I like the idea of somebody going out and getting a view Sonic just to like relive this movie more. <laughs> They're recreating the Branston house. Yeah. Oh, here on this website, it's $255. What the hell? They must be making new monitors. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, did you like, did we talk about what the snowplow man's tire chains were made of? <laughs> I don't think so. It's uh, a good one. Anybody? Um, allegedly, the races of children he ran over <laughs> and killed. <laughs> yeah, love that. Um, I caught the names of two of the books that Meltar was standing in front of during his mm. big speech. Nice. Uh, either of you get those? No. All right, oh, there. Yeah. Go ahead. There. No, no, no. They're the junior classics of varying volumes. I don't remember, but it's a, it's all like a single edition set. But one of them was myths and legends, and the other was hero tales, hmm. which seems thematically appropriate for the scene. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, there's a troll doll. We get a good good shot of a troll doll. Did you catch mm. what shirt the troll doll's wearing? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the shirt says, "I love mommy." Oh, <laughs> wow, that's dark. <laughs> um, did you guys catch either of the names of the people out in the town that Hal talks to who are like shoveling or whatever? Uh, no, but I wrote down one of their lines because I thought it was really hmm, funny. Nice. Uh, well, their names are uh, the old guy is Mr. Oglethorpe and the mailman <laughs> is Mr. Hebert. <laughs> Everybody makes fun of the mailman. <laughs> Did anyone catch the name of uh, Nat's weather meteorology kit? Oh, no. No. Mr. Predictor. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and the font they used in the meters is Bank Gothic. There, there's my big lettering font. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Clayton. I feel better now. Oh, I feel strong. <laughs> do you do, like, when you're out and about, are, oh, are you constantly processing lettering? Uh, I had to learn to shut that off. Um, but for the first five years of my career, I would see stuff everywhere and it would just knock me out of my train of thought. I had to like start like micro meditating whenever I left the house <laughs> just to wow. keep the signage out. <laughs> it's gotten easier though? Yeah, it's gotten way easier. Or if I'll see something, I'll just like shrug it off like, eh, Helvetica bold condensed. All right. <laughs> Do our do our podcast posts just like make you like scratch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
Let's see here. Oh, what type of cereal is at Claire's house? Chet, Chet is just chowing down on it. Choice. <laughs> uh, I missed no. it. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, honeycombs, honeycombs. Ah, uh, he want honeycomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you catch what Lane suggests Hal thinks Claire is going to do to him when she gets her bracelet back? Mm, no. Goes through like a series of things. <laughs> uh, hug him to her chest, lick his ear, and call him funky. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did anyone write down uh, Lane's philosophy of love? <sighs> no. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, like, it's supposed to sound really profound and stuff. Mm. Uh, and she says, love isn't about fate and magic bracelets. Love is about finding someone you can stand to be around for 10 minutes at a time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. My mark is 24 hours, but I guess 10 minutes is a good start. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like a better philosophy. Um, one of you probably got this. Claire's favorite gum? Nope. <laughs> I uh, failed, just like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I also fail. I didn't... Wow. Watermelon watermelon bubblicious. Oh, man. See, we're just... Yeah, we're just more... That is so 2000. <laughs> this is just like a personal thing, but I wanted to shout out my biggest laugh in the movie... And um, it's when they're referencing, like, saying how Randy really shouldn't be left alone today. And it's when he's at the ice machine, filling his shoe with ice and growling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that gets me every time. Yeah. Did you catch where Chuck got Claire's bracelet from? Oh, um, Aqualand. Aqualand. Uh, <laughs> close, close. Yeah, world would have been copyright infringement. <laughs> Um, also just a couple other things I wanted to mention. Um, I thought the whole roller rink scene, the whole Iggy pop thing was like another very reminiscent of uh, Pete and Pete scene. Yeah. Um, and I caught a couple other Pete and Pete isms Lane used. Oh, and Hal, um, at some point Hal said blowhole mm-hmm. and Lane at one point used the word Phoebe. Phoebe. Mm, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. This one's a little more abstract, but um, I liked how they used the periscope uh, when they were inside mm. the fort and scoping out the snowplow man. And yeah. then I thought, I don't think I've seen a lot of periscopes in 21st century media. It, it seems like a 20th century staple. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, rest in power, periscope. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, periscopes. And uh, I guess my only one, this is like really like strictly personal, but um, Randy kept uh, talking about his beloved teacher, Mrs. Huffner, while he's trying to get Laura to pay attention to him. And I and watching it now, I thought I really wish Mrs. Huffner had a cameo and she'd been played by uh, T-Boz or Left Eye. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been fun. (laughs) But I'll settle for Chili. She's great. Is that um, right? I think that's it for me. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a look at ratings here. Uh, Snow Day has a 5.1 on IMDb. Not so hot. And a 29% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> um, so I think it's probably fair to say whatever you give it, we're going to like it more than the critics did. But uh, what, what did you end up giving Snow Day out of five Grub Stars? 
Um, oh, I don't, I don't know if this will be way off from yours, but I gave it a four point two five out of five. Wait, um, say it again. A four point two five. Wow. Uh, I had I, it's I thought it was better than I was expecting it to be going back in. Like I remembered it vaguely from being a kid, but I there was a few times where I laughed out loud. Um, I think it was just like there was a lot going on, but it was all put together really competently and like tightly in the way that Pete and Pete might be not quite as good as that, but um, you know, a lot of little details in there. Um, My only real complaint is that the parent storylines were just kind of slow and felt unnecessary most of the time. Yeah. Um, But besides that, I love, I really loved Natalie's whole storyline and like the, culmination of the snowplow man um arc that was just very satisfying um yeah i don't know by the end of this i almost felt like boy should i just start this over again (laughs) (laughs) really not maybe not that (laughs) quite that but i I liked it yeah it's a good sign uh clayton what did you give it um well i gave it a Four out of five PlayStations inside of an igloo, but I'll settle for Red Stars. <laughs> um, so, like, it loses some points because I'm not sure I'd really recommend it to other people unless they were, like, a Pete and Pete or classic Nickelodeon fan. Um, like, I'm not sure if I'd recommend it to, like, friends of mine or even, like, their kids and stuff for reasons. And, like... In my mind, the the biggest knock against it is that the love story between Hal and Claire and I guess Lane has aged really poorly. And I have really big conflicting thoughts about it that even though I've written it down five times, I'm not really sure I can articulate it. But um, that, like, yeah, this love story is very much a product of its time. And we grew up with a lot of stories like this. So I'm not really sure, like, how to judge it fairly um maybe we can get into that later or something but um even so despite all of that i still really liked it i still have fun watching it and uh if my family wanted to watch it again i would go to that gathering and bring the popcorn and stuff (laughs) and i'm also really tickled that um the currently most famous person in this movie is gene smart who's had one (laughs) hell of a career over the last decade Uh, i just think she's awesome i think she's the female brian cranston she's just brilliant Mm, and if we were watching at the time and we thought gene smart would be the big (laughs) one and not one of the kids yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) kind of a shocker so yeah i give it a four out of five crab stars nice cool she was just in a mayor of east town right uh hacks yeah hacks both both okay okay oh she was in east town Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Legion. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you guys aren't going to be happy with me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm given, I'm given this not such a great score. I, all right. I'm giving this a 2.75. Oh my God. Oh, dish. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to rain on the parade throughout this. This is a pretty well, this is a pretty beloved kind of, it's turned in kind of a uh, cult type movie with I think a lot of nineties, Nick kids, I never, I never attached to it when it came out. I think I was pretty late to seeing it. Um, and by the time I saw it, I don't think I knew the Pete and Pete connection. I didn't know who made it. It just kind of seemed like a 
bad movie to me. It, this time around, I think my issue is it, with it is that it just never feels very focused. The stories kind of feel disjointed from each other. Um, I agree that I think the parent storylines were not really necessary. I, if anything, double up on Damien Young and like the kids trying to attack the principal. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a really yeah. fun storyline that I think they maybe undercut. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, there is some good laughs. Uh, it's not, it's not a terrible watch, but it doesn't really hold a place for me. Uh, and as a movie, it's not, uh, there's just a lot of stuff not quite working. Um, but I don't, be- hey, I don't begrudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Eber gave it a 1.5. I mean, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't begrudge anybody for liking it. Like I get the charm of it. And I think had I been maybe a little younger at the time and seen it sooner to when it came out, I could see also having a soft place for it, but that just really isn't my scenario. So, wow. Um, Sorry guys. Brutal. Hey, uh, uh, I, I appreciate that take. Hey, uh, th- I thought I was being harsh. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think we talked about it pretty positively. I don't think we trashed it or. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I, I'll just add that, like, I recognize that it's got a lot of things that could be considered objective faults, but I guess I'm amazed in part by how well the the fact that it even stays together, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, I should add that I also watch a lot of like really, really terrible, like legitimately bad stuff. So <laughs> maybe my, uh, judgment has skewed toward like if i can enjoy it if i can sit through this like it feels pretty good yeah (laughs) okay yeah 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 i feel you uh do you want to name the movie yeah sure (laughs) uh i called it snowballs for days <laughs> okay, okay, I like it. Uh I'm going with anything can happen. Mm. I'm giving Roger Ebert his wish and making this a romantic <laughs> comedy. <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um and I went with snow snowpocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. go around one more time. Uh, snowballs for days. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> and snowpocalypse. Uh, we'll post those. You guys can vote. Um, but we, I should say, Snow Day is you know the right title. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, know, you don't have to overthink it too much. <laughs> it tells you what it is, and that's what it's about. It's about a snow day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, any final thoughts here? Any anything we feel like we gotta say about Snow Day? Um, I, I will say, like, I think you were sort of right on, um, Clayton about, uh, the, like the relationship part of the movie. I think, I think that's like the weirdest part about what Ebert said was, uh, that he wanted more of that. I was like, this is what you want. More yeah. <laughs> uh, a little weird, but so, you know, I, I think you were right about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just, it raises a lot of questions for me, mainly, like, why is Claire, like, fine with this guy and not completely creeped out by him? And I know why, and it's because <laughs> it's, a, like, it's a fantasy on screen, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, they're, like... It seems like it's there to benefit Hal's character arc and everything. And I don't want to like go Bechtel cast on big orange couch, you know, but <laughs> like, you know, it, it just seems like this is a movie written by Deuce. And I think it would have benefited mm -hmm. more if there had been a lady in the room, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They, like yeah, Claire and Lane might've gotten some more fleshing out. Not that I think Lane really needed it because yeah, Skylar Fisk is just that charismatic. Like she doesn't yeah. need fleshing out. Like she simply is. And it's nothing against, Emmanuel Chiriki or however you pronounce it. I'm very sorry, but like, she's also very charismatic, but she was like just totemized throughout this film. And when Chuck asked, when she asked Chuck, like, what do you know about me? I'm going, you know, I don't know anything about you either. And, <laughs> and I'm watching yeah. this thing. All I know is that you seem very nice and you like zebras yeah, and you enjoy diving. <laughs> yeah. I wish her character just had a little bit more going on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I suppose I'm probably like somewhat, uh, um, like I, I like maybe the feel of this movie somewhat, like just, it, just the time period that it, it's of. And, um, you know, maybe that's a, I have a soft spot for just like, yeah, <laughs> it's a very fun atmosphere in this movie. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, it feels good to have a uh, proper Nickelodeon movie crossed off. Yeah. I, I I am still kind of eager to revisit Harriet the Spy because I don't think I've watched it since the 90s. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's so 90s. <laughs> it's I, a I, very 90s movie. I do know I've told the story before of seeing it and being so confused about what I was watching. I just don't mm. think I was like ready for that type of movie. Um, so I'd love to get back to it maybe at some point yeah 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 um okay well uh andrew that wraps up snow day but what are we doing yeah. next time around um next time we're talking rugrats nakey tommy rugrats nakey tommy yeah a plus title. classic <laughs> a plus title <laughs> absolutely changes vocabulary around the world <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, maybe maybe I'm projecting the naked herd around the world. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be with uh, our supporter on Patreon, uh, Joseph, uh, which should be really fun. Uh, and I do want to give a quick shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you to Justin S. Ashley, Jim, Corey, Zach, Scrump, Shay, Sean, Nikki, Samantha, Mark, Nick, Alyssa, Scott, Justin, Leah, Mort, John, Tim, Lacey, Colin, Joshua, Damian, Evelyn, Katie, Joseph, Bup, Honest Abe, Vincenzo, Chris, Sid, Marlena, Tony, Jennifer, Jason, Bob, Shelby, Brian, Allie, Brad, Kevin, Jordan, Vaughn, Brooks, Katie, Tara, Kev, Ted, Tim, and Clayton. You were our first supporter on Patreon. Hey! So, so uh, thank you for right off, right out of the gate supporting us, and uh, thank you for the idea because I, I feel like we had we talked about this one, but it, it took 
it it took someone I think to push us to get there. So thank you for recommending it. Oh well, uh, thank you for floating it on the show. I I don't remember which one, but you floated the idea of doing a snow day podcast, and I leapt upon it. <laughs> Very glad you did. Um, yeah, this it, is great. Yeah, yeah. And if uh, if you want to support us, Patreon is the place to do it. You can join the Gary or Betty Ann tier. It gives you early access to episodes like the one uh, people on Patreon are listening to right now, uh, a week early. Um, and it gives you exclusive episodes that you can only hear there as well, as including including some giveaways, shoutouts, um, all sorts of stuff. So uh, hopefully you can support us there. If not, uh, you can hear us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and uh, you can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Um, and yeah. uh, Clayton, again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Um, great, great watching this movie again. Um, and uh, we hope we'll see all you El Martino fans. <laughs> Where's the song? Uh, oh, don't worry. It'll be it'll be there when, when I edit. Sorry, I'm I'm being a dick. If, if you really want to hear it, I can get it up. That's okay. <laughs> um, but we're oh, talking. God, hold on, uh, hold on. Oh boy, <laughs> I I pulled. I tried to pull it up ahead of ourselves.